You're listening to The Journey Podcast. Are you tired of feeling dismissed when seeking answers for your unexplained health issues? Listen to today's episode for more on this. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end, this is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, we embark on a compassionate exploration of the experiences faced by individuals dealing with invisible health conditions, such as low thyroid or Hashimoto's, and the profound challenges they encounter within the healthcare system. We shed light on the frustration and often disheartening journey of those whose conditions go unrecognized due to the seemingly normal lab results. Our guest, a dedicated advocate for understanding these health issues, shares invaluable insights and strategies for individuals navigating these complex journeys. Dr. Heather Stone is one of the top functional medicine practitioners in the world. She has over 20 years of clinical experience in private practice. During that time, she has successfully helped thousands of women overcome the symptoms of hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Her thyroid transformation blueprint has been used by hundreds of doctors and thus has helped countless women return to happy, healthy, and lean. Her mission is to change the face of healthcare through her private practice, books, masterclasses, webinars, education programs, and retreats on her ranch in Texas. Here is my interview with Dr. Heather Stone. Hi, Dr. Heather. It's so great to have you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because you are not a hypochondriac. It's such a fantastic topic for today's episode and so relevant in today's time. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And would you like to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your story and how you came to do what you do today? Certainly. So my story is like many of the ladies probably listening here today. It started off with me experiencing symptoms like I couldn't lose weight. I was exhausted. I had brain fog. My hormones were all a mess. And, you know, I would go to doctor after doctor trying to figure out what was going on. And all they could tell me was nothing was wrong with me. And oh, by the way, you're probably going to have fertility issues. So you'll be back in my office when you're ready to have kids. And so for me, that just wasn't a good answer. And I went along this journey. I already at that time knew that I wanted to be a doctor. I just didn't know what kind. And so I said, all right, I have to figure this out because this is not the life that I was creating for myself. And I knew that there had to be a different way. I knew I couldn't be a doctor if I was sick. So that started my journey to figure out my own health. And then as I was doing that, you know, it kind of fueled why I became a doctor and what kind of doctor I became. And so, you know, I was able to resolve those issues and lost 50 pounds. And that was about 20 something years ago. And I had two healthy boys and, 
you know, I just knew that there were millions of women who were in a very similar situation than me. And I just knew I had to help. So that's what really started my journey and fuels my passion for really changing the face of healthcare. Yeah, I love that journey. And as you said, unfortunately, so many women come to that point where there's no answer, no diagnosis, and they try doctor after doctor and different kind of approaches, and they just can't seem to find the answer. So that's really exciting that you have built a practice around that. And now you work in particular also with women who suffer from low thyroid and Hashimoto's. So what kind of a doctor did you become in the end? And what does that mean working with women who suffer from low thyroid and Hashimoto's for the audience who might not be familiar with that? Yeah. So I'm licensed as a chiropractor and I, alongside getting the traditional chiropractic care or, you know, education, I was doing a lot of function. I was doing functional medicine before there was a name for it. (laughs) And so, you know, I kind of, I've been doing functional medicine for over 20 years. So it has evolved as a profession or as an art. And so, you know, that's kind of what led the degree that led me down this path. And, you know, I have Hashimoto's as well. And, you know, I have a unique situation where I've been there, done that and continue on this health journey. And so working with other women with low thyroid, it's easy to relate. It's easy to empathize, but it's also when you really work with women who have Hashimoto's or autoimmune diseases, and that's the majority of what you deal with, then the experience is like no other because you can really understand this whole disease process, where the imbalances are, what things look like, what are the trends that most people are dealing with. So it allows me to have a unique position where the path forward is much straighter than it would be otherwise if I wasn't working with, you know, if I was working with all these other different things, because I have treated probably more than, you know, 10,000 ladies with autoimmune conditions and hypothyroid in particular, the path forward is just much straighter and much easier. And, you know, I'm able to guide and coach ladies along this journey because I'm right there beside them. Yeah, that sounds like amazing work that you do. And I'm a little bit curious about what does low thyroid and Hashimoto's look like in terms of what would women be experiencing, for example, if we're talking about those kind of conditions? Is there anything that you've seen across the board that women come to you with that they tell you about? Or are there a range of really broad symptoms that makes it more difficult to actually say what this could be? Yeah. So that's a great question. So first of all, I think we need to kind of define what Hashimoto's is because as I do a lot of education, a lot of women have been told they have Hashimoto's, but that's kind of the end of the conversation. Like they don't even understand what it is. And when they get diagnosed with Hashimoto's, their treatment doesn't change. So it kind of gets brushed off or brushed under the rug and like, it's not that big of a deal. But essentially, Hashimoto's means that your immune system is tagging your thyroid tissue for destruction. All right. So your immune system is essentially attacking the thyroid tissue. And as it attacks the thyroid tissue, those thyroid cells start to die off. And then you become hypothyroid after a certain amount of the thyroid tissue has been destroyed. 
and your thyroid can no longer produce normal amounts of thyroid hormone. So Hashimoto's typically turns on way before you get diagnosed with low thyroid. So that's why a lot of women have symptoms and they go to the doctor and they say nothing's wrong. And then like three and four years later, they're like, oh, now you have low thyroid and here's your thyroid medications. And once you get your thyroid hormones normal, then all your symptoms should go away. But that's almost never the case. And they think, well, I don't need to take this medication because it's not helping in any way. But the other question that you had was what symptoms are these ladies experiencing? And I think, you know, in general, they're experiencing low energy, many of them debilitating fatigue. They cannot lose weight. If they do lose weight, they can't keep it off. It's difficult for them to sleep, whether it's falling asleep or staying asleep. They'll have anxiety. They'll have depression. They'll have brain fog. And the problem is, is that this is a wide broad spread, you know, symptoms. And if you ask Dr. Google, Dr. Google will tell you that this is probably low thyroid. And so you go to the doctor and they say, yep, you have low thyroid. Here's your thyroid hormones and you should be fine. But in reality, if you do feel better after you take those hormones, it's not going to be long lived. Those symptoms are going to start coming back. And the problem is, is that these symptoms are very similar. If you have a blood sugar problem, right? If you have dysglycemia, if you have hypoglycemia or insulin resistance, these symptoms are identical. If you have adrenal dysfunction, right? These symptoms are identical. If you have liver dysfunction or any other dysfunction in the body. So we start to chase the symptoms instead of really looking for the underlying root cause of where the symptoms come from. So when they get diagnosed with low thyroid and they take thyroid hormones, maybe their thyroid hormones are normal in the labs and they keep going back to their doctor and their doctor's like, well, everything looks fine. There's nothing else because they're looking for a disease. There's nothing else that we can medicate. So let's start medicating symptoms. So then you get sleeping pills and diet pills and, you know, psychotropic drugs to handle, you know, anxiety and depression. And so then we're on this roller coaster and usually we still clearly we're not going to get full resolution, but we're going to push down and cover up symptoms. And I think most women are pretty dissatisfied with the quality of life at that point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you said that Hashimoto's, for example, will actually destroy the thyroid tissue. So is this something that can be stopped or reversed? Or is this something that will continue destroying thyroid tissue even after it is detected, for example? Yeah. So if you do nothing to balance the immune system, the big risk that you have is once you have one autoimmune condition, you're at risk for it not only continuing to destroy the thyroid, but you're at risk for developing other autoimmune diseases such as lupus and Sjogren's and rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, IBS and Crohn's disease. I mean, the list goes on and on for all of these other autoimmune diseases, but you're also at risk for developing thyroid cancer. And this is kind of the big rub because this is where we fall through the cracks in traditional medicine. Now, certainly there is a time and place for traditional medicine but there's just a big gap here because they don't have a way to balance the immune system. Like when they look in their toolbox, when you have low thyroid, they give you thyroid hormones, which is appropriate. But beyond that, 
The only other things that they have is medications to medicate a disease or cover up a symptom. And so we're put in a position where it will get worse over time if we don't work to stabilize the immune system. If you stabilize the immune system, which is the goal, you can put Hashimoto's into remission or at least slow down the destruction of the thyroid tissue. For example, I have Hashimoto's and I caught it early on because I knew what I was looking for. It typically turns on after the birth of a child. So I had all of these symptoms before I kind of got everything balanced. I was able to have children, but I was watching my blood work and sure enough, those antibodies showed up. But because I knew what to do, I'm like, okay, I have to go about, I did not have low thyroid. I have to go about stabilizing my immune system. And because of that, I haven't had to get on thyroid medication because I'm always watching to stabilize and decrease the destruction of the thyroid. But a lot of women aren't that lucky and they get diagnosed later on. And so it's good to take thyroid hormones. It's actually necessary. But then the goal becomes, how do we stabilize the immune system? How do we get Hashimoto's into remission? And how do we prevent other autoimmune diseases from turning on? Yeah, those are some really good points. And I was just going to ask you, so you said that often this can happen before any kind of low thyroid is even diagnosed. So yeah. there could be years where women are experiencing these symptoms but they won't get an answer because it will not show up in the lab. So that seems like quite the challenge to catch this early on if you're not aware of what it could be. Yeah. And, you know, most doctors, when you come in and you say you have all of these symptoms, they will say, okay, let's check your thyroid. And so then they will typically run one thyroid marker, which is a TSH. And that's what they base their treatment on. And some doctors may do like a thyroid panel with TSH, which does a total T4 and a T3 uptake and an FTI so they can look a little bit deeper. But there's actually 12 different thyroid markers that are extremely useful on the functional side so we can see what all's going on. And most in traditional medicine, that is not the standard of care. So like in traditional medicine, it's run a TSH and see if they have a diagnosable low thyroid and then you give thyroid medication. Insurance companies don't like it when they start digging to figure out like, do they have Hashimoto's? Because if they have Hashimoto's and they have normal thyroid hormones, they don't have a solution. They're just like, well, let's wait and watch it until it gets to low thyroid. And then I'll give you a thyroid hormone because it's not appropriate for them to give you thyroid hormones if you don't have low thyroid hormones. But yet you have this autoimmune disease that they don't have a solution for, which is why they would never really run those labs unless they could tell you, okay, this is what we're going to do from a functional perspective, which most of them aren't trained, or they would say, hey, you need to go see a functional medicine doctor right now, which, you know, functional medicine has come a very long way since I started doing it 20 something years ago. I mean, 20 something years ago, I was like the biggest quack. That doctor does no idea what she's talking about. That's not how the thyroid works. And now it's like, oh, yeah. If you want a functional medicine doctor, you better go find one because that's not what I do. <laughs> so it's no longer like dismissing this type of care. Now it's like, okay, we acknowledge that that's out there and you need to go find a functional medicine doctor instead of trying to look with, for those solutions in a traditionally trained practice. Yeah. And 
So you can probably pick up as you're working with women and they're telling you what's going on, you can probably get an, a clue that that might be happening with them. So how do you proceed from there? You said balancing the immune system is really, really important in this situation. So how do you start that? And if you suspect that someone is suffering from low thyroid or they may have Hashimoto's, where do you start with them? Okay. So that is an amazing question. So first of all, in the research, it's now showing 90 to 98% of women with low thyroid actually have Hashimoto's. So when someone says they have low thyroid, I automatically assume that they likely have Hashimoto's. So other symptoms of Hashimoto's besides traditional low thyroid symptoms is at times you'll have hyperthyroid symptoms and hypothyroid symptoms, right? You'll have anxiety and depression. You'll have hot flashes and then you'll be really cold at times. You may be jittery and nervous, like you have, you know, like just had an epinephrine or adrenaline, and then you'll be extremely tired and fatigued, right? So those are kind of like hyperthyroid and hypothyroid symptoms that that will give you a clue if you have Hashimoto's, but just having low thyroid, they're only like 2% of the population that has low thyroid doesn't have Hashimoto's. So it's safe to say that if someone has low thyroid, they're likely dealing with Hashimoto's. And so now we know, or we go to the approach of you have an autoimmune disease, not a primary thyroid problem. So, you know, I created a thyroid transformation blueprint, which kind of lays out the steps of how do you go about working with someone or what does someone need to do if they have Hashimoto's? So number one, you have to have a consistent or a constant pursuit of your goals. So first you have to have a goal like, okay, I want to increase my energy. I want to improve my health so that it keeps you moving forward on this journey. Number two is you have to have comprehensive testing. This is where I start with every patient every single time, because for me, if we don't do testing, then we're just guessing. So I don't like to guess. And I, you know, I always know when a thyroid patient shows up because they've got loads of supplements because they go to their local health food store and they're like, oh my gosh, I read about, I could have adrenal dysfunction because adrenal dysfunction, the symptoms are exactly as low thyroid. So they go and they get adaptogens. Did they take that? No, that didn't really help a lot. So they keep taking that and they're like, I think I have detoxification issues. So they go and they support their liver and they get two or three more supplements for liver. And of course they have every supplement for low thyroid. And then, oh my gosh, it must be a blood sugar issue. So then they're getting blood sugars. And before you know it, they have loads of supplements and they still have all the symptoms that they're dealing with. And that's because we're treating allopathically. That means that you are taking something, whether it's a medication or a supplement to suppress a symptom. But if you would back up for a second and you said, okay, what is the cause of this symptom? So the way that your body communicates with you is that it will give you a symptom as a clue to something is not right. It's like, hey, you got an imbalance over here. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a headache so that you'll kind of take note of what you've been doing or is something out of balance or is there a food sensitivity or whatever. 
And if we just take Tylenol to cover up that headache, then it's going to come back as more frequent headaches. And then it's going to come back as migraines. And then, you know, your body starts to whisper and then it starts to talk loud and then it starts to yell at you. (laughs) And it's like, hey, something is going on here. So instead of treating allopathically or taking a supplement or a medication to cover up a symptom, we've got to figure out what's going on underneath the surface. And when you start digging and understanding autoimmunity, your body doesn't work in systems, separate systems, right? Like you can't piece out the liver and think it's not affecting your thyroid and your blood sugar and all of your detoxification pathways and inflammation because it does. And so you've got to look at liver function and adrenal function and blood sugar and gut health and food sensitivities and biotoxins and heavy metal toxins and environmental toxins. So you've got to really understand that this is your body is kind of like a web and you have to know where to start unwinding this web and what are the highest priority things because your body is born to heal. Sometimes we just have you know, so many imbalances and so many stressors on the body that it can't even move in that direction because it doesn't ever get a break. So testing number is the second pillar because you can't move forward if you don't do the testing. The third pillar is to have a comprehensive diagnosis or an analysis. So you have to have somebody that can help you read through the lines, not somebody who's just going to diagnose a disease. Because like I said, that's where we're falling through the cracks. It's easy to diagnose low thyroid, but it isn't easy to diagnose dysglycemia because not most of us don't have diabetes. It's not easy to diagnose adrenal dysfunction because most of us don't have an adrenal disease. We just have dysfunction. So you have to know how to analyze from a functional perspective and not just from a disease perspective. All right. And then you have pillar number four, which you take the test results, you take the analysis, and then you customize care because we fall into the trap thinking that you know, because you have this diagnosis, then we can apply this protocol and then you're going to get better. But in reality, we have to customize the care because although the label is the same and we may have similar imbalances, we won't have the same exact imbalances. And so the fastest path to wellness is to customize exactly what you're dealing with. And then the last pillar is that you need a coach you need a coach to help you along this path because it isn't easy. You know, it's not a quick fix. It's not a magic pill. It's a journey that you go on and you will have ups and downs and you've got to get beyond the valleys to experience the peaks and you need a coach. And I also on the side of needing a coach, you have to be coachable because a lot of us, we have to take our health into our own hands and we have to become our own advocates because we haven't found solutions. And it is hard at that point to trust and become coachable because, you know, there's like 5,000 experts on Instagram and Facebook these days, and that's not what they say to do. And so you have to be coachable and trust the people that have come before you and know the path forward. Yeah, and that can be quite difficult, like you said, to build that trust, <laughs> especially if yep. you've been through the medical system a few times and you've had those challenges. So Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like the fact that this is individualized because 
I think the cookie cutter approach to certain patterns that doctors see can be quite detrimental in addressing the individual things that are going on in each person's body. So I love that approach and the fact that there is a coaching aspect to that that will help people kind of stay on track, keep them accountable and stay on the wagon, so to speak. (laughs) So that's perfect. Now, if our listeners have been inspired by this episode and they would love to work with you and find out more, what are some of the programs and services that you offer and how could listeners get in touch with you and work with you? All right. So there's two places. So I wrote a book that's called The Thyroid Transformation Blueprint. You can see it right there (laughs) and they can get that on Amazon. And so it goes through the blueprint in detail and gives things that they can start implementing that pretty much every one of my patients is implementing, you know, beyond the customization. So I put a lot of that information in the book. Now, the other place that they can kind of connect is on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Happy, Healthy, and Lean. And at this time, there's over 20,000 ladies in there that are on this journey. And I do master classes in there and I do thyroid Thursday every single Thursday where I come on and it's educational. And I'm in the middle of a master class right now, which will be over by the time this airs. But I come on live with these ladies for. I think 12 nights for about an hour and a half where we can just really get an understanding of what's going on physiologically. What are some things that we can start implementing? And then if they want to move forward, I typically give them an opportunity to start at the testing so that they can figure out what's going on. So they just need to join Happy, Healthy, and Lean. And then they will catch the next masterclass and they'll catch the Thyroid Thursday whenever they hop on the next Thyroid Thursday. So there's lots of access and opportunity within that group. Amazing. It sounds like a fantastic community with a lot of support and knowledge and wisdom around that. So yeah, and we will be linking to all of Dr. Heather's offerings in the show notes as well. So be sure to check there for how you can join the Facebook group where you can find the book and how you can connect with her if you'd like to work with her later on as well. Well, this has been another incredible episode, and I really hope our listeners have enjoyed this journey into you're not a hypochondriac as much as I have. This has certainly been very enlightening, and I have so enjoyed chatting with you today, Dr. Heather. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. Absolutely. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity because I know this information is so important and there's so many ladies that are suffering without a solution and they're starting to lose hope. So, you know, anything I could do to give someone hope to keep moving forward on this journey because your body is born to heal. Yeah, absolutely. And that is why we need to keep spreading this message and bring out the different kind of avenues and all the knowledge and wisdom that we have around all of these topics so that the answers start coming for people who have been looking maybe even for years as what's happening to them. So yeah, thank you so very much and take care, Dr. Heather. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of The Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and our website, thejourney.com. Sending you love and courage and see you next time.